Welcome to the Growth Files podcast, where we evolve, inspire, and grow. We're your co-hosts, Nadine Schlotty and Basil Chenier. Are you ready to jump into today's Growth File? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Growth Files. Today, we're going to talk about an interesting topic, which is everybody's talking about lately, and there's a lot of fear about it. And we're going to talk, me and Nadine, about how to prepare for it and also some step that you should probably, you know, take uh, to move into the 2023, which is, what is this actually we're talking about? Is the R word, recession. So today we're going to talk about recession. And um, Nadine, what do you think? What's going on? Is there a recession coming? I don't know if there's a recession coming or not. I think that whether there is one or not, you still need to move forward. So there's no stopping business. They're like, we have to keep moving forward. And um, yeah, maybe there is one coming. I'm not sure. So I, I, I believe recessions are necessary. I believe it's a good thing, to be honest. It's going to be very bad for some and very good for others. Mm-hmm. I believe it's also an opportunity to flourish and succeed that people did not see it that way. Don't let the fear uh, hold you down of what you, how you can even shine in recession. I believe mm-hmm. also we're going back to basics. Basics means there's going to go from an employer point of view, or employee to an employer. So talents are going to be very competitive. Some of them are going to be at a discount. People are going to go back to basics. And when I talk about basics, I'm going to go a little bit off when I talk about what I mean by basics. So I visualize for our listeners what I'm talking okay. about. So basically, I remember in, in when I was, I don't know, I think I was 14 years old. My dad took me to McDonald's and then we're having a meal there. And uh, after we just finished the meal, he's like, all right, go get the job applications. You're applying here. And I remember going to the jo- job applications. And when I applied for the job, there was at least 15 no, maybe not 15, maybe about seven to 10 people in one corner. And the manager will come out. Uh, and it was, by the way, at McDonald's and St. John's and says, okay. one by one, there's an interview. What do you do? Blah, blah. I got the job. I got one job. And then I stayed there, actually, believe it or not, um, I would say six years. But it was one of the best experiences, I think, for someone who will, where I am today, I look back and I think this is probably one of the things my dad ever the best thing that ever did to me at the time when we didn't need to, you know, but having a job was uh, an an amazing thing. And then I had a second job and then I had a third job while I'm doing McDonald's and I went to school. And what I'm saying is we're going to go back to basic to those days where you need to shine, where my satisfaction was, first of all, I needed to make money or I needed to look at at a career where I can succeed. Recession around me, no recession around me, it doesn't matter. I I believe I was one of the happiest person ever by holding those jobs. I always had something to do, always. So when I say today we're in a market where the employer is not finding anyone, the employees are like, let me think about it, okay? Where before I was raised under a father who told me, you have to work first, you have to be accountable for what you do, your studies. I mean, whether you kind of call studies, work, you go to school, you go to McDonald's, whatever it is, and then you can go and have a great time. There's rewards, there's vacation, there is uh, a wedding you can attend. I believe those days are coming back. 
because the last five years was super easy to make money. Extremely, anyone who wants to be successful uh, had the opportunity to be unless they decided not to, to, to move basically or to move forward. And I, I believe that this shift is gonna happen in 2023, 2024, where all of a sudden it's not up to you to, uh, you, well, it's not, it's not up to you. You don't have enough options for that job. You don't have that much option. What you're gonna have to do is, I remember when I started working in the car industry, the first thing I wanted, not just to sell cars, I wanted to prove to the company that I'm valuable. So I needed to achieve. So I needed to make sure that the satisfaction of my, my manager's satisfied, my, my upper management was satisfied, my accountant is satisfied. And there was a drive to make people basically um, satisfied. We're, we're living in a world today where I don't care. I'm gonna, you know, in the last two years, I can find another job. If, you know, we're always accommodating. The tables are gonna turn a bit, yeah. The, the tables are gonna turn a bit. Um, yeah. And I think this is why when I, when I say we're going back to basics. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The tables are definitely turning. Um, in the market that we're in, for sure, right now in Montreal, it's definitely a lot more employee-centered, if you will, in the sense that employees are just like ghosting on interviews. They don't care as much. They don't give as much effort anymore. There isn't that much care that we used to have in the past where people would really care about their bosses, care about where they're working. They're excited about where they're working. We don't have that anymore. And even we see it, you know, sometimes we do interviews at the office. We've been doing a bunch uh, recently because we've been recruiting. And, you know, like 90% of people ghost their interviews. They just don't show up. And Nine. they don't even care to say, yeah, and they don't even care to say that, you know, sorry, I'm not coming because I got another job or maybe I'm not interested. So it just goes to show you the level at which people care now. They don't care as much as they used to be. And that's really problematic. Um, one thing, though, that I do think is important for this time period, and, and you talked a lot about it at the beginning, uh, Basid, you talked a lot about not having fear. And I think one of the best practices that you can adopt, whether it be in the recession or in your business in general or life in general, is to be equanimous. Uh, being equanimous, what it means is, for example, you know when you throw a rock in the water, how the water splashes? Yeah. That's being reactive. Being equanimous is if you throw the rock in the water and the water stays still. So that's someone who is not reactive. It's a someone that it's it, basically what I'm trying to say is try to be more anticipative than rather than being reactive. If you know that a recession might be coming, then maybe it's time for you to prepare yourself and prepare what you need to do in order to make sure that your business will still be alive once we get to that point, rather than waiting for that point to come and being very reactive when it comes and not being sure what to do and being angry and upset, all that. Absolutely. Adapt. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. No, I didn't. She did has a, a section in the book where she talks about how Fear is always present in her life, but it sits in the back seat. And she's like, nice. I never let the fear drive the steering wheel. I never let fear control like the music in the car or control the heating in the car. The fear sits in the back seat and I'm the driver. And the fear never steers the car. And that's kind of the same concept as what I'm trying to say is that you will have fear. It's normal for you to have fear every day in your life. As long as that fear during that recession period isn't sitting in the driver's seat, it's sitting in the back seat. So you're acknowledging its presence. You know that it's there, but you're not being reactive about it. It's not changing anything in your life and you're still moving forward and you're not allowing that fear to take over 
how you're doing things on a day-to-day basis, especially in a moment where there is a recession and, and maybe your business might not be doing so well or it's very, very difficult. Well, I don't want to sound negative, but when you say fear and the recession is coming, I when I say it's good also, it's not just, it's, it's negative. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I want to say it's positive. It's because it's going to have to force you to do better. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you have to become better at what, at what you do. And, uh, you have to become better at what you execute. You have to be valuable for yourself and for the company. And those are things that, uh, I think it's going to create a huge opportunity because if you also bring solutions in the recession time for your employer or a new process, you will succeed 10 times more, in my opinion. Yeah. One of the really important things on this point is really to ensure that you never compromise your business standard. I, oftentimes people will enter these types of uh, recessions and they'll become really lean in their business in the sense that they start cutting certain services that maybe they were offering before. And what that does is it comprises the standard that your client is used to. So if your client is used to, they come into your office and you offer them X, Y, Z, but now you only offer them Z. And while getting Z, they don't have good communication. There's a lot of problems. Then that client is just going to leave your business and that's going to just cause further problems in your business. And so for me, one of the big things is to never compromise your business standards. If you need to reallocate funds in your business, um, you definitely don't reallocate it on you know, compromising that standard and bringing it down and cutting on the services that you're offering. That's where you should be leaving your funds and that's where you should be leaving all your money because you want to make sure that you, first of all, keep the clients that you have, but also you maintain that standard so you can always acquire new clients. Because in the recession, you'll also have clients that, you know, aren't affected by it and they'll continue getting services and you want to make sure that you're still appeasing those people so they stay with you at that time. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you're, you're right on when it comes to these things. And in my opinion, again, I have to go back to, I find it such a good opportunity to do a lot. It's a great opportunity. You know, some of, you know, if you're a middle class company or a medium sized company, what will happen is some of the big ones are probably going to go so you can actually integrate. I think the recession is going to clear a lot of the the fat, you know, that happened to you. You want to elaborate? Yeah, I um, during COVID, there was a few law firms that laid off all of their staff. And there was a lot of clients at these law firms that then trickled down to other firms like mine that were more boutique sized, like more boutique level firms that were offering the same services as those bigger law firms, but at a lower price as well. So a lot of them were getting the same service they were getting before. Plus, they get to speak to us one on one because we are a smaller firm. So they get that sort of like specialized boutique experience. Yeah. And they're paying a lower fee for it. So a lot of these people, when they migrated from their bigger firms to us, now they're still with us and they have never left us since then. And that was because, again, we never compromised our standard. You know, we kept offering the same service we were offering before. And the firms that weren't, they ended up trickling down back to us after. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Um, the opportunity is definitely there for 2023. If mm-hmm. there, there's a recession, it might stay longer than 2023. And... Um, it, those kind of things are going to happen. Not maybe if, and if you fill that gap of getting or grabbing the people who actually, this person, you know, snow removal company went down or something like that. And you just there, you just took someone else's customer. So I, I agree with you. Now, when it comes to structure and, I, and, and building yourself, 
for the recession is extremely important. I emphasize of, you know, when I talk about how you have to be accountable is, is that you have to be a better valued person for the business industry or for a solution to someone. In my case, where, when it comes to Blinko, I, I'm excited in a sense where I want to help and actually find other ways that I can help my clients to achieve their goals and a different kind of, like, you know, can we expand on website, uh, sorry, on, uh, can we do st stuff, different stuff on the website or on Instagram or Facebook and the social media kind of things to help them even get more exposure. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people who actually has not been doing some moves and areas because they were comfortable and now they're rushing because they're preparing yeah. for a recession and saying, man, we should have done this a year ago. Um, you really have to prepare yourself, but if you place yourself in a good market, there's more opportunities than losing if you look at it in that. You know, when you, you, you take everything and you make the good out of it, I think there's a lot of good to be made out of this. Yeah. And in terms of structure, I mean, don't be scared to change the structure of your business in a positive way. I'll give you an example. Like for me, very counterintuitive. I actually think that raising your fee is a way for you to change your structure without changing your services. Like now you're going to have a lot less clients during the recession as what you normally would expect. But what you can counter is you'll have less clients, but then you'll raise your fee a bit so the clients that can stay and can afford your service, um, then they'll be able to afford that higher fee. And there are a certain subsect of people that will say, well, I don't want to charge a higher fee. I'm not worth this amount. Um, there is a, I don't know if you know Basil, but Tiffany & Co, they sell a $2,000 paperclip. Did you know that? Yeah. And I always say, I like to think that I'm a $2,000 paperclip. So it's the same type of thing. You know, you can charge any fee that you think makes sense based on the product that you're selling or the product that you're offering. And if in a situation you're going to have a lot less clients, you can raise your fee uh, a bit. I mean, it has to be logistic and it has to make sense, but you can raise it up to a certain level so that your business doesn't have such a massive impact when you lose clients during the recession. So that's another way for you to counter it as well. And also to counter it is if you are an enterprise or a company like me, there's also a great opportunity to get new talent that Absolutely. you can add to your, your, your team. And I'm looking for that. I already basing my my culture and how you know if I, i'm always on 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 the look for who who get laid off what can i do how can i bring on to the team uh and give him value but i think they're gonna be uh, a lot of talent out there looking for jobs and you just need yeah. to grab and them if, absolutely and if you want to keep those that talent in your in your office in your business you know, offer them intangible perks as well. So don't offer them only monetary perks and high salaries, but also offer them things that bring them a little, little bits of joy in exactly. your life. Like whether that be, for example, having like an office lunch every Friday uh, or, you know, giving them flexibility with their schedule or maybe having days, like for example, at our office on Fridays in the summer, everyone finishes at three. And I really kick everyone out of the office because I think summer is the only nice time in Montreal. Go yes, enjoy your life. So right. You can stay in the winter in the office. You know, it's also about how we treat people that work for us. You know, if, if you see a lot of value in your employees and your employees are extremely valuable, as long as you can see that, then offer them other perks apart from just their salary. Having a salary is nice, but then if your employee is not happy, if they're not pleased, if they don't feel a sense of community in the space that they're working in, then they're going to seek employment elsewhere. 
And it's our jobs to ensure that they want to stay here because genuinely they're happy and they don't want to leave this space. And if you can find a way to do that in your business or in your office, then I think that you're really succeeding just by doing that because you'll be able to at least keep the talent that you spend so much of a hard time trying to acquire at the same time. And, and in the same time, your success is your team's success. Like, I, like yeah, yeah. I always said, when people tell me, well, you, how did you, I'm not a, I mean, I, I did build Blinko, but I was never a videographer. A lot of people think, you're, you're the videographer, or you're the photographer. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, so at the end of the day, the guys who made Blinko, not just me, is the people who actually, you know, filmed, edit, uh, write on Blinko magazine. So, and, 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 and to treat them super well is extremely important because they want to come back. You don't want to lose them either because you've been building with them a relationship or, or whatever it is. One, one thing that I, I like to say with regards to my team is I always, and I actually tell them this all the time, I might be the one driving the ship, but you're the ones who steer the ship. Like I ask them all the time, love how this. do we improve this business? This is this actually business? fantastic. Yeah, love this. Yeah, how, do, how can we, I have these like touch-based meetings with them where I ask them, you know, give me feedback. I want feedback. I want feedback as your boss. I will give you my feedback and I want you to give me feedback on this business. You know, where have we not done so well? Where can we do better? What are things that bother you every single day that we can get rid of? Like what are certain tasks that could make us more efficient if we maybe change them? And I have them give me this type of feedback because again, they steer the ship. I don't steer the ship. Yeah. I just drive the ship forward, but they're the ones who control where we're going. And you need to have that type of dialogue, like this type of open dialogue with your employees, because otherwise you're just like closing yourself off in your office and you're the boss. But I, in theory, we are the boss, you and I, but we're, we're not disconnected from the people that are working for us. You know, they're doing a lot of really valuable, important work. And it's important to consider that and, and understand that they see things that we don't see. Absolutely. And their eyes will lay on things that we will never lay eyes on. And it's important for them to share what they're laying their eyes on. Because if we don't know what it is and they don't bring it to light and they don't feel comfortable sharing it with us, then we can never make changes in our business that could um, bring our business forward and maybe could bring, make the business a lot more successful. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, when it comes to building the business, we're always, I'm very so transparent with them and difficulties and success stories and milestones. So going to a recession, I'm, I don't make them fear it. I actually make them aware of it. So we need to excel a little bit more in this aspect or we need to excel a little bit more in that aspect. And that's why I'm saying that it creates such a good opportunity of also improving ourselves, improving our product within mm -hmm. so we can even shine further. I totally agree. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So these were our thoughts on hopefully the not coming recession, but if it is coming, these are some ways that we think could really help you improve your business um, and improve your work with your employees as well. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today and we can't wait to see you at our next episode. Bye. Bye. Take care.